The Harveys have a new home. It's not so bad. There's Stephen King. There's a girl on my bed. Yes! But before they can call it their own... Remember, ghosts can't hurt you. Yes, again, bone bag! They have to do a little house cleaning. Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present... Casper! No! Wall! Human! Casper. <sighs> Sorry. Rated PG. Haunting season begins Friday at theaters everywhere. Welcome back to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my husband and co-host, Tyler Wilson. It's haunting season, according to that TV spot. Haunting season. I was looking for those clips, and the ones I found all have this, like... um like the uh, the previous commercial like a second of the previous commercial on there which is i always i'm glad people leave it on there i always wanted to be a little bit longer because i find that fascinating yeah i see it it's freeze-framed right here because uh-huh. it restarted and uh based on the tagline you tell me the product okay strong enough for a man made for a woman uh, is that like the deodorant i think it's, it's like, like a, secret yeah is it secret, secret deodorant yeah do they so still use them that sexist still, they, they can't be using that one anymore strong enough for a man I, well, you know what? I can attest to it, though, because there was a period where whatever deodorant you I think bought. I used secret for a while. And if I was in a pinch, I was like, well, this works. Because you didn't like make a, you didn't get like a too strong as an odor one or whatever. So Yeah, I don't love things with a lot of fragrance. Yeah. But see, now we're getting like fancy deodorant that has like, turns out there's a lot of chemicals in that. Yeah, aluminum, yeah. which is not good for you. Apparently not. No, so I don't know. You just but we've stepped up from like the hippie level where we're, we're not doing like baking soda paste like a real. No, hippie. it's they still make like actual deodorant. legit deodorant. Yeah, it's a big, it's a, it's a big thing now. In fact, we should be. I don't know why we haven't been offered the. Uh, there's like a the deodorant sponsorship. Yeah, that's all over Agreed. all these other podcasts. Bullshit. Agreed. I use. I'm happy to use it because send me some stuff. <laughs> Brought to you by Schmidt's deodorant charcoal fragrance. There's the, what's the one that's like all over Native. that? Native is all over yeah. all the podcasts. That's yeah. right. Anyway, there's a free advertising for non-toxic deodorant. Because you know what's great about podcasts? Yeah. Is talking about visual things mm. and uh, odorous things. Yeah, all things that are... Well, you know, we're trying to paint a picture. We're trying to create a atmosphere of yes. odors and... Yes. You know... If you want to listen to this and just if you have a deodorant bar near you, just give it a big old sniff in your nose and you'll, you'll get the full experience of this and, podcast. And check the ingredients for aluminum. Also, the other thing I was going to say was that um, we just did an episode on Beetlejuice and then that TV spot was using the Beetlejuice music. What TV spot? The Casper TV spot. It had the Beetlejuice music? I think that's what that is, isn't it? It was definitely a Tim Burton, uh, Danny Elfman jam. Okay. I, I guess I didn't notice. I'll have to listen back. Okay. <laughs> okay. So today we're traveling back to 1995 to talk about Casper. He's a friendly ghost. He and is. also a little bit of a horn dog. Yeah, he is. And we will get into that. Before we do, let's jump into our first segment called What You've Been Watching, where mm. we talk about what we've actually been watching. Oh, yeah. So this is a good, this is a, this is all on, other than like one set of this, but we did a lot of like on theme watching for this episode because we watched some stuff with the kids Mm -hmm. that was uh, Halloween uh, related or whatever. Um, Yes, we watched, um, I think the big thing that I was excited about was Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is just like a hour special on Disney Plus. I'm a big Muppets guy. I'm always kind of curious whether our kids are ever Muppets people, because I don't Mm -hmm. think... I think it's hard to get kids in on Muppets, it seems like. Why do you say that? 
Well, it's just not, I mean, it's very old school, you know, it's not like they're animated shows they like, it's not like a video game thing, right? I know, even like current Sesame Street, our kids have like, well, liked our it, but they're, then... they're aged out of it is really yeah. the, the thing there, but, um, you know, they did kind of like that Disney Plus show that kind of used the Muppets as like web episodes, because they like all that YouTube shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, what I liked about the Muppets on Adventures is I think this is what they should... Because I think they've, they've had a hard time figuring out how to use them since Disney got a hold of it from the Jim Henson company. Yeah. And I like both the movies that came out in, like, the 2010s, but, like, the second one didn't make any money. Like, clearly kids didn't care about it. But mm-hmm. um, I like this. It's, like, using kind of a really fun property. Um, if you know the Haunted Mansion ride, then that's really fun. There's tons of just the references and the visuals of that. Um, and then if you're just like the Muppets, and if you particularly like me, uh, you like Gonzo, well, mm-hmm. probably my favorite Muppet. This is a, a Gonzo-centric story, so mm-hmm. I liked it. It's uh, it's fun. It's 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 light. It's it doesn't. It's exactly as long as it needs to be. It does not need to be a second longer. Will Arnett's fun in it. Um, our kids liked it a little bit more, I think, because they know Will Arnett from Lego Masters. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, that's Will Arnett. They know we know that guy, so they like that. Um, what I'll say about it is yeah. when I think about Muppets or like, oh, we're going to watch a Muppets thing. Yeah. My initial reaction is like, mm, mm. I don't really want to watch that. But then this starts going and I don't know whether it's um, having the four year old on my lap and watching it with him. So I'm trying to help him like enjoy it. But I think I laughed at all the dumb corny jokes yeah. and stuff more than you did. Yeah, I think probably. I enjoyed it more than you did, so Maybe I was pleasantly surprised. Maybe it's because I started with like, ugh, I kind of don't really want to watch this. The only thing that I would say about it is like, what I like about the Muppets, even though I'm a Gonzo guy, the 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 good thing about the Muppets is the deep bench of all the characters that are just funny and their own little things. You, you got the animals, the Bunsen and Beaker, mm-hmm. and so this because it's very Gonzo centric. Although it brings in Pepe the King Prawn. Who I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know maybe that's an acquired taste, but uh, I like uh, Pepe the King Prime mm-hmm. a lot. Okay, and um, but I like the other characters. I like you know a little bit more interaction with the other. I like seeing them more, and they all get to kind of be ghosts and stuff like that. But it's kind of brief. But yeah. so that's my only like little thing. And maybe some of the music's okay. It was like not the best music that uh, they it was added. Fine. Yeah, but it was solid. So. I liked all the comments from Marshall as he was watching going, oh, I know that guy. That guy's from the show. So what I will say is that while our kids have not been on the rides, um, it was helpful to our older kids. There is that Behind the Attraction documentary show on Disney+. Plus. That so you forced I, them to watch? I made them watch the Haunted yeah. Mansion when, when it came out. Cause I was, I, and I, Well, our oldest daughter was kind of interested in so. So, but that helped, like, with her. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the ride, and that's, like, the ride. I was like, yeah, that's the fun of it. So, mm-hmm. even though she's not been on the ride herself, she knows that enough to know some of the elements anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's solid. Yep. Let's see. What else did we watch with them? Well, I'll save the the notable one for next. But we did also watch Under Wraps, which is <laughs> it's a, it was a Disney Channel movie. Um, it was one from the 90s that I don't really recall ever watching but um because i didn't have the disney channel um wait under wraps was from there's an old one that came oh, out in the 90s okay, I see what you're saying. and okay. they made this they just remade it essentially and it's from what i understand largely the same plot oh <laughs> they okay. changed you know they changed some stuff they updated some stuff right but again i was saying like when we i think we watched all those halloween town movies with mm-hmm. the kids last year mm-hmm. i had never seen any of those because we just didn't have disney channel so i had never seen 
old under wraps, but I am a personal fan of. Um, I really like the Universal Monsters a lot, and then I've always just really liked uh, like my favorite of all. I mean, I think Dracula is probably my favorite movie of that era, but my mm-hmm. favorite monster is the Mummy, and so I'm all I'm all about like anything with a mummy in it, essentially. Totally. Um, so this was, you know, it's about a mummy who gets resurrected, and the kids have to help him. He's kind of a nice guy. And he just, you know, he break dances and dances in the movie, you know? So how am I not going to dislike that, right? Yeah. <laughs> As I'm looking at the uh, the cover of the 1997 Disney Channel one, yeah. it looks like it's the same thing. It's, yeah, pretty Even much the Even, like, the thing. costume of the mummy and yeah. the makeup they use for the mummy. Yeah. Like, is it the same actor? I'm going to have to look now. Might be. <laughs> uh, why? Why remake this movie? Because uh, they wanted to add some, like, you know, girls in it, I think. And, like, you know, everything in the 90s was, like, just white boy. Well, so, you know, they're yeah. diversifying a little bit, which is good. And... But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know, is it, I haven't seen it, but I don't know if it's, like, greatly improving that version of the movie. Um, It was perfectly fine for, like, it's, like, it's a kid's movie. You watch it with the kids, and it's serviceable, and it's not that, it's not scary. Um, So that's, that's fine. But it wasn't, I mean, it's a TV movie. I don't know. It's, like, that's about as mild of a recommendation I could possibly give it. But there is a mummy that does some dancing at a prom, so that's fun. But you were like, this isn't, this isn't viral-worthy. What? what? When you're watching the mummy dance. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Recording oh yeah, the, yeah. No, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, there's a lot of people like filming it, and I was just like, it's a costume party, and so like, and this he's not dancing like incredibly, so I'm just like, well, this wouldn't be like on the news. It's mm-hmm. just a mummy costume. People wouldn't never know us. In fact, it might be weird because it's they're like it's a young, it's like a middle school. So here's this grown man at this party yeah, for kids. Super weird. Like it might have gone viral for how inappropriate that mummy should not be there for. But um, what was the mummy's yeah. name? Uh, they named it. I, they called him like Harold or something, right? Was that it? I'm trying to like find the actor. Oh, Harold. Phil Wright. Oh, okay. What's his name? Phil. They didn't Phil. Name they didn't name him Phil. No, did they? the actor's name is Phil oh, Wright. But what yeah. was the name of the Harold. mummy? Harold. Oh, good. See, I remember that stuff. It's played that? by a black guy. You could not tell the race of that mummy. Well, on... excuse me, but why? Would, how would you? Yeah, Angie. You geez. could see part of his body. You're so racist! Like, of course, it could be played by any person of any color of any I just nationality. Feel like that's probably something they fixed. Maybe because if you're thinking about, because they're from like Egypt. Just saying, I feel like mummies. So you're saying it's closer. Or only white. I feel like you're r- rolling into hard territory here. Did you always say that? No, when we were kids, the ninety mummy ninety nine is. Uh, well, what nationality is Arnold Vosloo of the Brendan Fraser mummy movies? He played the actual mummy. Oh. Arnold Vosloo. Was he Arnold a Vos- was he a white guy? I don't think he was a white guy. He's south of African American. All right. Actor. Well, that's I mean, closer than not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's not black though. Well, no, wait, like yeah, I don't know. Seems like we're wading in some bad territory. Um, but the <laughs> actor who played the mummy, yeah, uh, has three acting credits. Uh-huh. One is Harold obviously yeah and the two is a uh, choreographer roles yeah well that makes sense disney choreographer that makes sense i think you have to have somebody and the whole centerpiece scene is him dancing which he's not that great a dancer but that's okay he did um, have a lot of costume on yeah um and then so that was fine we watched that with the kids and then we turned on one that we saw it's a netflix movie called night books mm-hmm. and the trailer okay well it does say like tv pg mm-hmm. so that might have been fair to yep. be because we like that's fine for our older kids but we do have a four-year-old and a six-year-old and um, we started watching this and it is about a kid who 
gets trapped in this apartment room and it's a house kind of an apartment by a witch and then he's kind of forced to like make up these stories he's kind of a kid who likes to write scary stories and Mm -hmm. so he's writing these stories and um another little hint to the intensity of this is that it's produced by sam raimi Mm -hmm. um which is exciting um, for this Netflix movie that's actually pretty solid, um, I thought like the, the couple of kids in the movie were pretty good. Kristen Ritter is the witch who's from Jessica Jones on on Netflix, and I, I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the last half hour of this gets uh, pretty intense, and our four-year-old was terrified. He was. He, <laughs> he hung through, and it was like at the very, very end that he got kind of there's upset. a yeah there's a it, it, it definitely like escalates mm-hmm. and it, it's pretty good like I was like wow this movie's like for what the twist is you're just like okay but then it was like oh okay they're gonna go like kind of legit scary on this part and yep. so um yeah I kind of was impressed by that but yeah so there's kids facing scary things so. yeah not yeah. appropriate for a four-year-old. No, he didn't didn't care for that. That was a little bit... I mean, we probably should have known from the reading, I guess, but... Oh, well. Oh, yeah. He finished it. He didn't want to... We told him he could just leave, you know, oh, you want to take you into the room? Or you want to do something else? And he's like, no, oh, I got... He want to, He's like, I got finish. Got to know what happens. <laughs> so... Yeah. I think it probably is better that he finished it, knowing that, like, the bad thing was done. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyway... Whoops. Kind of solid, though. Kind yeah. of a solid movie for, like, uh, what I was expecting to be just, like, a like under wraps level uh, uh, entertainment, so. Yeah. A step, o- it's a f- quite a few steps above uh, the mommy one. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it was, it made, was legit. made for other people. Um, so that's what we watched. And then I, um, the other thing I spent doing over the, I did this over the course of a, probably, like, ten days because I only managed to ever watch half of one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched um, Daniel Craig's four previous uh, James Bond movies, all of which I've seen before, um, but I wanted to rewatch them, obviously, with that new one out. And, um, yeah, my opinion, oddly, my opinion didn't change. It only grew stronger in my affirmation. Um, I've always really liked Casino Royale. I probably liked it more this time than ever. And, in mm-hmm. fact, I think it has maybe the best actual action sequence of all of his movies in the opening um, that's why, you know, it inspired Michael Scott to do parkour around the office. So, <laughs> you know, I think that that's important to remember. Um, my favorite of the four has always been Skyfall. That is still the case. That movie is awesome. And again, it's not really... None of the movies have great, like, memorable... Like, Mission Impossible, like, runs circles around them in terms of stunt work and, like, the actual memorable mm-hmm. action sequences. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, they're efficient and they're good in terms of, like, how they're, you know, it depends on the movie, but, you know, the way they're shot and, and kind of the story. Like, I think a James Bond movie especially, like, kind of lives and dies on how efficient its story is. Mm-hmm. And I like what Casino Royale and Skyfall bring to the table of kind of, like, the whole idea of this Daniel Craig era has been to, like, personalize, create, like, this personal aspect to you know, why he is the way he is and kind of deconstructing that a little bit. And those are the two movies that do it best while also kind of providing an exciting narrative. They also, I mean, again, it's just like the villains are better than those two. You have uh, Mads Mikkelsen in Casino Royale, and then you have Javier freaking Bardem, uh, amazing in, in Skyfall. And then, so I remember those two pretty well, but I, I hadn't really rewatched Quantum of Solace in a long time. That movie's a huge mess. It's a... Uh, poorly edited and uh there's a lot going on like there's probably a lot of is there's, there's probably more action pound for pound in that one but it none of it really like works because it doesn't i don't think it's shot very well and it the story is kind of garbage 
So that one's easily the weakest. And then um, I rewatched Scott, uh, Spectre, which really ties into the new movie a lot. So that that's kind of an important one to watch. But um, it's kind of okay. Like, it's weird because Sam Mendes directed that and he directed Skyfall as well. And so you're kind of like, all right, good. You're bringing back. He's coming back like it's going to work, right? Mm-hmm. But oddly, like, um, it has a good opening sequence that's like the Day of the Dead He's like got the mask on and oh, he's walking yeah. through. That's a great scene. The like that's a great intro. Crowded and then he jumps on top of the building. There's a helicopter. Yeah, it's a really good scene, right? And then everything else in it though is there's a couple decent action scenes, like the next two, but they're oddly like very. Um, so Roger Deakins shot the Skyfall, but is a different DP on this new one. They're very pretty. Like they're shooting scenes in the middle of cities and they're driving car through a city and it's all very like. I don't know, it has this air of elegance to it, but, like, that's not necessarily what you want out of an action scene. You just feel very detached from it a little bit. And then, like, and that's fine. It's not, like, a big complaint. And then, I don't know, whenever... It's so weird to say this, but Christoph Waltz Mm -hmm. is really... He's not miscast. That's the wrong word. He's actually perfectly cast as, like, Big Bad Blofeld in the James Bond series. Like, if you had to, like, pick a name... That's probably the one of the people that you would come up with. But for whatever reason, like, it doesn't work at all. I don't know. I don't like him in the movie very much. I think it's very, like, mannered, and I don't like the plotting of him being, like, responsible for all this other stuff in the Mm -hmm. other movies. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of ends on this... It kind of just dribbles out. It doesn't... Like, the last hour of it is why... Because for the first hour, it's like, I don't love how some of this is shot, but, like, this movie's pretty solid. I, I was surprised that I had such negative feelings about it, but then... Once the second half kind of kind of rolled in and, and Christoph Waltz was in more of it and it was more about like that plot, I was like, I don't know. I, that's where it, it, it kind of crumbled for me. So, um, yeah. By all accounts, uh, the new one is, is better. So, <laughs> haven't seen it. That's it. That's it. That's all I've, uh, that's all I watched. It took me several days, though, because they're longer movies than I, I just, uh, I would start them late at night, and then I'd be like, okay, well, I'm done for this one for the night. I'll keep, pick it up tomorrow. Maybe that's why the Spectre ending felt extra, because I was like, I had all mm-hmm. of the bad stuff left one night, and I was like, oh, man, this is, like, not what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's a lot of stuff. I haven't watched anything new other than the things you we watched together. Well, you were watching a show, but. Some... Still just slowly working my way through it. You have all these other shows that you like that have come back or coming back, though. I know. So. I'm trying to finish. Yeah. Because if I don't finish, then, like, I'm going to abandon and then I'll, and then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Then when I come back to it, I'll be like, what's happening? I mean, I saw some other stuff, but we're going to save it for another episode. Like Squid Games? Tease. I didn't watch Squid Game. Apparently, two-thirds of America or all Netflix subscribers have watched it. And I also haven't watched the Dave Chappelle special, so don't ask me about all the controversy. <laughs> Yeah, we're behind. <laughs> I guess. All right. That's what we've been watching. Okay, cool. Halloweeny stuff. Yeah, and James Bond. And you watched some James Bond. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, you did. Okay, so we are going to talk about Casper from 1995. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do what you remember or some high stats? Well, let's do what you remember, but I don't think you wrote anything. So I thought I did. I couldn't find it in your stuff. You digging in my stuff, Tyler? I was looking in your stuff, yeah. I was digging all up in your business. In your... your your drawers and your no i don't know i looked what the fuck that went weird and awkward <laughs> did you just do a little search of casper sure did but i couldn't find it because i set your computer notes. up for this i don't know i don't know i don't remember you could just do it off the top of your head that would you know that's what we should do 
Well, now it's a little bit late because you watched the movie. I told I that was the theory. I at one point we had a quote unquote production meeting where I said, "Wait, well, you should record before we watch the movie something, and then, but and now. then not just read it, yeah, or something." Okay. Let's do that for the next one, the next movie we watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great talk. Here's what I can tell you. I remembered about Casper. Okay. What's her name and her dad? I feel like I wrote this down somewhere. <laughs> Now that you've seen the movie, <laughs> you should know their names. At least the actors. Yeah, you know, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yeah. And what's his name? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I almost oh. said Ben Pullman. I was like, that's all right. <laughs> For some reason, I thought that they lived in that house. Well, they, yeah, they do live in the house in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I've forgotten how they got there yeah. and why they got there. I think a lot bit. of people have probably forgot about how they got into the house. Yep, I remembered. Yeah, because remember, I think I, I wrote that I thought one of the ghosts uncles was played by eddie murphy wrong oh that's do you remember me saying that yes i do i don't know if you wrote it down but i remember you saying that i think you had it confused with (sighs) eddie murphy was in the haunted mansion movie from like the 2000s it's not good um he wasn't an uncle though i don't know one of the three uncle ghosts oh no is what i was referring to. right 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 no it's brad garrett from everybody loves raymond is one of them Mm -hmm. he -hmm. plays the ghost named fatso (laughs) Nice. Anyway, why don't you share with us what you wrote, what you remember? I, oh, it's just closed, I'm sorry. I wrote, those three ghost guys are annoying. Oh. I love Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci. I might have been into her in 1995, sounds right. She's our age. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I was, in 1995, I was like, hey, what's up? Hey, girl, hey. Anyway, this is a weird movie I loved as a kid, but even then, I think I thought that that real boy Casper at the end was bizarre and odd and kind of off-putting. Also, what's with all the cameos of uh, Mega Stars? No, I'm not talking about Dan Aykroyd. Oh boy! So that's all random comments that I wrote there. Um, yeah, I did. I saw this. I mean, I remember seeing this in the movie theater. I remember uh, this is when I was like really getting into like all movies and knowing that like Steven Spielberg was attached to this because he was a producer or an executive producer. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a big like summer movie. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was excited to see it, and then we had, like, the clamshell VHS tape of this movie. Here's what I'll tell you. Okay. What I really remember yeah. is having a huge crush on the human version of Casper. Devon Sawa. I think every girl in seventh grade when this movie came out definitely crushed on Casper. But that's we will... so weird, though. <laughs> the human version of Casper. Okay, but that's what I'm having in the issue. Yeah, we can talk about it. It's crazy, though. Well, let's just talk about it right now. It sounds like he's a four-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old child. Throughout the whole movie as a ghost. And then at the end... He's like a seventh grader. Yeah. Which, again, makes sense because he's friends with Christina Ricci. I get it, but it's just like, why is the voice then yeah. so much like the Casper of like what you would think in a cartoon? Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it feels like they probably had a conversation about that, and someone in the room was like, ah, it's fine. I feel like they didn't have a conversation about it. Ah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't you give me some high stats on Casper, 1995. Dead air. Dead air of deadness. There's a ghost in the house because it's so dead in this room right now. Casper came out, was released. What? What? That's shocking. What? When do you think it was released? May. Yeah, what the... F- what? I remember it being a summer movie. Because it was expensive. Didn't Beetlejuice get released in, like, March. April... 
of '88. Yeah. Oh God, what is up with releasing? You these can't have Halloween everything movies. out in Halloween. Well, because it was they it, because the summertime is when you can make money on a family title, and it they had to spend a lot of money on those CGI special that effects. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so it came out May 26, 1995. Clocks in at 101 minutes. Yep. Which is 11 minutes too long. Yeah, I have thoughts on that, but keep going. It had a budget of $55 million. That's yeah, so when it's out in the summer, and they got to get that money back, baby. Jesus, that's a lot of money. Yep. And it boxed 288 boxed. It punched. I said boxed last time, and you made fun of me. Yeah, that's the second time. High stats. Boxed. It boxed. I think you, if you're going to keep it going, maybe you'll create a trend. I can't say it box officed. It grossed. I can't verbalize I, Usually that. what they say is grossed. It grossed this much money. Fuck you, it's it made boxed. This it boxed much money. it. Box it? Yeah, wrapping it in a box. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boxing it up. What if it's a re-release? Do you, you have to unwrap that box? Yeah. And then you have to re-box it when it's done with the theatrical run yeah. again? Yeah. And right now we're doing a little unboxing. <laughs> That's a YouTube yes, uh, sensation. Yes, we're unboxing Casper right we now. We are kind of unboxing Casper. Yeah, so there. Let's talk about who's in this movie. Sure. Or who wrote this movie? Who directed it? I can tell you about some of that stuff. All right. It was directed by... Brad Silberling. Okay. Uh, he was a last-minute uh, hire. He was brought in right before production actually started. It was Alex Proyas. I think that's how you say his last name. He left over script issues. He went on to go make a couple pretty good movies, Dark mm. City and I like that iRobot movie that mm-hmm. he made with Will that Smith. That was one of my favorites. And then he made some not-so-great uh, movies after that. But, um, yeah, he left the project. And then I think the writers, you can tell me the names. Sherry Stoner, yeah. Deanna Oliver. They are more, I looked them up, they were kind of, they're very much animation writers. They were both on Tiny Toon Adventures and the original Animaniacs run. Things like that. And I think they continued doing a lot of animation stuff after this movie. So That makes a lot of sense. Because this movie yes. does have an animation factor. This movie is very much a cartoon for a lot of it. Four of the, I mean, four of the six main characters, or maybe, let's say, call half the main characters are ghosts. Mm-hmm. So, Or become ghosts temporarily. Or, oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the movie is starring Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci, Malachi Pearson, who's the voice of Casper. Yep. Oh, I wanted to look up who, how old that person was when they voiced. Yeah, that would be interesting. Okay. You talk about who else was in it. Uh, Kathy Moriarty, mm-hmm. who was in Raging Bull. She was like an Oscar nominee for that. She plays the villain in the movie. Eric Idle of Monty Python fame is the sidekick to that character. And then, yeah, Brad Garrett is one of the ghosts. Two other voice actors do the other two. And, um, yeah, and then there's a number of cameos that we can discuss momentarily i suppose are you Very sure strange. this was the voice of gasper malachi pearson is what the name said okay, he was born in 81 so he was like 13 14 weird so then he was just doing like a kid voice like i'm gasper yeah it's very strange very very weird but what are you gonna do well you look angry right now why because you hear our kids hear pounding thumping. around i hear thumping coming from another room and i do not yeah. like thumping we're experimenting with this thing where we don't wait until 11 o'clock at night to record yes we record in the daytime and we try to trick our kids into being quiet by letting them have lots of extra screen time that yes. they don't usually get yes and uh so far uh yeah, mixed bag it's a mixed bag <laughs> a few interruptions a few like boom 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 because we're in the basement and you can definitely hear like when they're running around upstairs yeah so um kids what were your thoughts kind of overall on this movie before do you remember seeing it before and what were your thoughts uh, compared to now watching it we had all four of our kids watch this with us i would i've been excited to watch casper since 
we started the podcast. Okay, cool. Because it's one of the ones that I loved. That you liked when, did you see it in the theater? Just remember renting it? I do not remember. You rented it. It was a frequent renter. Did you get a clamshell copy of it? No, we didn't buy those. Auntie Peggy would buy those, but no, my parents would not buy clamshell copies. They were, that, see, they're not a Disney movie, but like the other kid, the other uh, studios with their kid movies, they were just like, fine, I guess we're going to do clamshells just so they can match the Disney ones, right? So much plastic. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. Yeah. What? what? I mean, I like them. You know, I like all that plastic. It's amazing. I like all that plastic. I mean, the damage is done. Am I right? Oh, my God. You're pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah. So you liked it as a kid. Because mm-hmm. we were about, like, yeah, we were like Christina Ricci's age. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect. And it's one of those movies that kind of straddles your, it's 95. You're kind of like, maybe you want to see Independence Day. That's kind of the year. I mean, that's a year later. So you're watching. This is also like the same year of Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic Park's 93. But yeah, I mean, you're oh, seeing, yeah. it's kind of that age where you, you like seeing the old movies that are you know, older and too old for you, but you still kind of like this kitty thing. And then what's weird about it is that this movie is also straddling that line, which is kind of fascinating and why, and it's mm-hmm. weirdness. Like mm-hmm. that's what happened. That's what this whole Devin Sawa thing ends up being. It's like this movie trying to straddle both sides of like, this appeals to kids and also teenagers who think they're cooler than this movie. Yes. Um, and that's weird. <laughs> yes. This movie falls into the same bucket as Beetlejuice, which we just talked about. Yeah. Um, in in my fascination of death, ghosts, oh. the afterlife, like what happens to you, definitely contributed to my opinions and thoughts. <laughs> well, this movie um, also does a thing that's kind of interesting in that it um, it gives Casper a, a backstory. You mm-hmm. actually get a scene where he, uh, Christina Ricci, like rebuilds his room with his toys. Again, this is strange because it's all seemingly very young young kid toys yeah they're like choo-choo trains and stuff and, and and then he you know he shows up older but that's fine so you're not i'm not really sure like how old he was when he died but yeah you get this kind of sad story about him like going out sledding and getting uh, getting sick from sledding although and, you know it wasn't it wasn't really the sledding it was the you know your, maybe the exposure to the cold i don't know mm-hmm. you get hypothermia i don't know exactly what happened here you also learn about his mother dying yes like, before he died, like, maybe he never met his mother when he's getting the wedding dress for Christina yeah. Ricci to wear. Like a little bit. Does that ever come back? Or is it just, like, a thing that, like, they're setting up for another movie? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, but it, it, it's kind of weird. It just has a little bit of this, like, kind of tragic uh, 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 vibe to it. Bill Pullman has lost, like, every... I mean, that's not thing new to a kid's movie. So Having dead a dead moms. A dead mom or dad. Here's a dead mom. Mm-hmm. But the difference here is that uh, Bill Pullman is playing a ghost psychiatrist, essentially, who is uh, basically... Oh, I mean, I get the sense that he's only really doing it to find his wife. Yeah, he's de- he's processing a lot of his grief. <laughs> yeah. And Christine Reach, obviously, is dealing with her own grief and whatnot as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of heaviness going around here. I think you... I mean, I... I do appreciate it for kind of like understanding that this is a movie with ghosts in it. We have to kind of tackle this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a little weird because the this movie is also notable for being like the first movie with a like lead character that's completely CGI, which is Casper. And I would say the visual effects work in this movie is is good to find, and because it looks like a it looks like the cartoon version of Casper. It's not trying to look photo real. Yeah. 
and that is good because those era that era of CGI was you could make it it could look really bad if you're if you're trying to make a photo real and then it ages poorly. This doesn't age poorly because it's supposed to just look how they look. Yep. Same with the three uncle ghosts that are there. We also don't learn their backstory either. But um, yeah, and they don't seem to be his actual uncle. No, no, no. They're just people that are occupying this house. A lot of terrible things happen in this house. I wonder if like Casper's dad like experimented on them or <laughs> or well, they did get locked up in an insane asylum yeah as we learn when christina ricci's just holding like a newspaper article you can like read the headline yeah so i don't know so he was doing he did he murder tried to make some his folks? machine to bring people back yeah oh God, this is that's a whole other thing to unpack yeah um well, yeah it's anyway it, so there's a lot going on there but this is a weird movie that it straddles the line between like slapstick and like some adult jokes and this this kind of like gothic vibe to it i mean the house looks cool it's kind of a cool house and then yeah i mean i also forgot about this whole this whole villain i mean i kind of forgot about it but like it, it's not there like you noted they're not it's not their house it's not bill pullman's house Mm-mm. they're a ghost he's a ghost psychiatrist who travels and casper sees the tv thing and like does this weird thing with the phone to <laughs> get them to be there my, one of my favorite bits of this movie though is like casper's watching this interview it's like hard copy or whatever mm-hmm. or inside edition mm-hmm. and they're like they're doing a profile on uh bill coleman's mm-hmm. character but like <laughs> it's it's so like it's so sh- like shitty to like mm-hmm. him and um, to Christina Ricci, like, oh, and this is her loan. This is his loner daughter. <laughs> yeah, loner daughter. And then they like follow her as she's walking to school. And yeah, it's so funny. Like, what? Number one, he sat down and agreed to be interviewed, but like, what? She did not. So they're just like, we're gonna talk to her through this like fence and yeah, like, on her walk to school. And then there was another person in that package where uh, they're like have their face blurred out, but it's like not blurred out at all, hardly. <laughs> so you can clearly tell. Like if if you knew that person, you'd be like, hey, that's Phyllis. Our kids were so confused by that. <laughs> yeah. Elliot was like, why is her face all messed up? And then it um, and then it ends with a a. a a great and then it ends like a local news spot because it's just like oh is he gonna find his wife at the next uh or oh today they're in santa fe but next week boo knows <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what a what an amazing package mm-hmm. um so yeah he sees that but he he's doing that because um kathy moriarty and eric idol she is like uh she's the one who inherits this house from an old man um the relative i mean some descendant of casper's family i guess you get the suggestion because like here's ben stein shows up in this one scene as a lawyer reading the will and they just gifted this but like you get the sense that like they, maybe they like murdered this old man or like well, i knew we should have messed with the deed before uh before he died or whatever he got a very big suggestion of like some nefarious shit going on there mm, mm-hmm. anyway um so then they realize that there's ghosts there and so they try to get rid of them and they bring in some people and it's kind of weird they get chased away yeah so you get uh one was a nun i never really got it's uh i wrote it down it's his character is father guido who was a character like on snl mm-hmm. and so that's what that is it's don novello or whatever gotcha okay and so that's a i don't know who's that gag for i'm not sure <laughs> and then i mean really the ghostbusters so then dan dan Aykroyd is running out as a ghostbuster he's like who are you gonna call somebody else it's kind of funny as someone who liked Ghostbusters. Yeah. But, like, again, I think... Did, were you familiar... Did you know who that was when you saw it in 95? Like, were you familiar with Ghostbusters at that point? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I didn't know. remember that cameo. Anyway, it's... Uh, it's. Uh, I kind of thought it was fine, but... um, 
Yeah, anyway. But, like, the Ghostbusters would have totally been able to handle those ghosts. Yeah, no, right? Like, they've so, handled, like, I don't know. The joke doesn't and... ling in for me for yeah, that reason. Yeah, I get that. Dan, I mean, he is, like, the worst Ghostbuster, God, though. He so. is. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Who's your second uh, favorite Ghostbuster? Because we all know number one's Bill Murray. Peter Venkman. That one guy. Who? The other guy. Egon? Nah. Or are you like Ernie Hudson? Yeah. yeah, I do like Ernie Hudson a lot. I know. I know, yep. it's hard. Um, Definitely not the, that other not guy. Not Dan Aykroyd. No, that other You don't guy. like Egon? No, the other guy. There's only four. No, the little guy who wants to be a oh, Ghostbuster. Oh, that's Rick Moranis. Well, yeah. he's just a... he's He wants to be a Ghostbuster, but he's not going to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, nah. He gets him. turned into a dog, man. Ah! <laughs> Spoilers for Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, that's not the end of the weird cameos, because then when Bill Pullman... So they hire Bill per- Pullman... And, like, the ghosts are messing with them because he's trying to talk to them, right? And, like, they jump in. This is, begins this whole, whole can of worms of, like, the rules of this uh, world. Mm-hmm. Um, but they jump into his body. And then they, like, he looks in the mirror and his face changes. And so then you get, again, yeah. weird cameos for, like, a so-called kid. It's definitely meant for, like, the parents, right? Because yep. it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, kid's not going to know that. Uh, then it's um, Rodney Dangerfield. Yep, kids are nope. really not going to know that one. Yeah, no. And then Mel Gibson in full-on, like, long hair mode, Mel mm-hmm. Gibson. Probably knew Mel Gibson. You probably did, but, like, a lot of kids, I don't know. I mean, he was a very popular type. I mean, these are not, like, small gifts, either. These are, like, people that are very famous at the time, right? Um, and then the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt HBO show. That was odd. I was worried that was going to freak the four-year-old it's out. It's only on for, like, a, a split second, mm-hmm. but... And then if you read the production notes on the movie, this producer Steven Spielberg shot one here, too. Uh, but it sounds like it was, number one, he didn't want to do it. Oh. Number yeah. two, he doesn't think he's a good actor. Number three, it sounds like that's true because um, they cut it. <laughs> it had to been real bad. <laughs> right. And then if you recall, he does make an acting debut in an Austin Powers movie as himself. Um, I have a fun fact related to Steven Spielberg. Okay. And something that you like. Oh. This is the very accurate. Are you always... saying I don't like Steven Spielberg? No, that you do. Oh, okay. You said you said it's, I have a fun fact about Steven Spielberg, some, and something that you like, and also in oh. in in addition to oh, okay. something else that you also like. Oh, okay. Is that better? Yeah, it's a little Jesus better. Jesus Christ, I'm confused. After and it, this is a trivia fact that's coming from the always reliable and dependable IMDb. It's never wrong. Trivia section. It's always true. People only experts add things to IMDb. Correct. <laughs> After watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, I saw this. <laughs> several times, executive producer several Steven Spielberg times. approached its director, Steve Barron, to direct the film. However, Barron turned it down. He would later admit it was a mistake to turn the offer down. <laughs> he saw it several times is my favorite part of that. Who's Clip, Steve Barron? Steve Barron is the director of the original uh, 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles So after movie. watching the turtle movie several, several times, times. Which, I mean, I guess he might have had kids at the time, I suppose. Bill was like, ooh, he would be great for the Casper movie. He probably would be. Steve Barron actually did a good job with the first Turtles movie. So, I mean, it's not like a bad pick. I wonder if it had been a different movie. Did you see that J.J. Abrams did an uncredited rewrite of the screenplay? Yeah, that's a very common uh, thing in the 90s. J.J. Abrams had his... was that I think that is that is a true fact, because I do recall reading about that at some point. So but, yeah. funny. He's touched so many things. But yeah, that's what's weird. Okay, so we got to talk about the rules of this place. Because, so there he, are they, no rules. The ghosts are able to jump into his body. 
we get a lot of comments about like how the ghosts can't hurt you, but clearly they can because they. We don't chuck... get a lot of comments about how the ghosts can't hurt hurt you. I think that's a misconception that you're taking from a, a scene with Casper and Christina Ricci, where she wants to touch him. Yeah, but they and can't they want really to touch. touch. So she goes, "Is it going to hurt?" And he's like, "I can't hurt you." Not that ghosts can't hurt people. He's but they're trans- that, like, they go I through things. She can't you. hold his hand. They her hand goes through his hand. It does, but maybe he wanted it to go through her. It, there's it, it's very confusing. The, the three ghosts, especially, they are always either like becoming more solid or less solid depending on what they do. The most confusing of which to me is Casper prepares a lot of food for them like seemingly every morning like where's this food coming from for one we know that he made a phone call is he going down to the farmer's market every week or what's going on how is he getting all this food is he getting delivery and is he's this, baking it he's this is before instacart oven. i don't know but then that's i mean that's a whole already that's confusing enough Agreed. but then they're eating all the food mm-hmm. they're chew- and it's not just like the thing where they're they throw it in their mouth and it like drops out of them it's it's half that because they're able to chew it up because then it comes into just piles of messed ah. up, chewed up food on the ground. So they're doing something to the food, but they are... It just drops out of them. And then, like, also Bill Pullman, like, decides to fight them at one point with swords in which they do are able to hold a sword and then, like, actually poke him mm-hmm. or he feels that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, is able to go through him or go through walls or go through... It's just the... It, there's no rules. There's no consistency. No. They get sucked into a vacuum. Yeah, but and then they seemingly act like they're stuck in there, but then, like, the they're next morning pretending. they just show up with an Apocalypse Now reference, which yeah. is another, like, great one for the kids. But Yeah, but it was confusing for the kids when Casper's like, oh, I can't touch your hand, but here I can grab this pitcher of orange juice and pour you a cup. Also, there's that scene where they're, like, she's take he's taking her through the house and he's holding on her and then like she's like Casper Wall. So I think that like she, in in the in the Casper hand scene, I think he wanted to go through her cuz she they she wanted to feel that. That's why she was like is it going to hurt? Oh. Okay. And he was like I can't hurt you. So it's like they're able to like be more physical and because they can move they can move objects like all the time. They can throw things around the house. I mean yeah. that's no Well, I no guess conflict. if you think about like traditional movies where like someone's a new ghost yeah they have to learn how to move objects well and you, that's true so there's just some control that. there they have to learn maybe it, and it's not an always and if you like watch a, that uh ghost adventures they're always getting claimed that they're getting scratched by ghosts so like oh my god i got scratched by the ghost oh my back is so oh my god i feel so much pain on my back i got scratched by a ghost yeah those shows are probably not real um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, probably I'm not going to say impossible, but, um, so that's weird. And, um, Ooh, so the other thing I want to talk about is the school that she gets introduced to where we get, uh, uh, we, then the star of the film really comes into play. Jennifer from home improvement. Oh my God. You said that so many times. The kids were just like, shut up about that. There's a girl in her class. Who's kind of a mean girl. She's mm-hmm. not nice to cat. Oh, she says like her name is cause Christina Ricci plays a character girl named Catherine cat for short. And this girl's thing was to go, and then all the kids in the class laughed, which is just like, this class is lame. This class is dumb. <laughs> it's like, don't laugh. You know what? If you're going to make fun of a kid and like, whatever, that's not good. But like, be funny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. going to meow? It's like a very common thing to shorten your name to Cat, I feel like, if your mm-hmm. name's Catherine. It's more common than Kathy. In the 90s, were there a lot of people going by Kathy still, or is it getting down to Cat? No, kids were going by Kathy. No. Kate? 
Do people shorten Kate from Catherine? They do, right? Yeah, and or Katie. So what what what, what goes in that decision? Are you a, a Kate? Are you a Kathy? Are you a Cat? Whatever your parents call you. <sighs> that's what goes into Interesting. it. Interesting. That's how you became like an Angela to Angie, but never really an Ange, except for like some people. I like Ange. I don't like Ange. It's because you don't like Ty. I don't like two things that are too short. Ty. You might as well have a name Anne. Hey, Anne. We're going to go Ange. I don't know. Just go Anne. Hey, Anne. Ew. Exactly. That's the same thought. It's the same thing, though. Ew. <laughs> so that's why I don't like it. If you don't like Anne, then you shouldn't like Ange. So what were you talking about? I don't know. Oh, Jennifer from Home Improvement. Oh, yeah, Jennifer. <laughs> gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. And what's funny about Jennifer from Home Improvement is that uh, she's she looks it's the same age she must have been the time that she was on the show right but when you look at her IMDB and you think like oh yeah she was on like a ton of episodes of Home Improvement and you look it up and it's like no it was five yeah it was not that many <laughs> it was like a season but like there'd be Br- she played Brad's girlfriend mm-hmm. Zachary Ty Bryan the Z T B um <laughs> mm-hmm he uh, uh, dated her for, like, a season, but she, like, they talk about her a lot. Like, the Christmas episode, she talks about, like, getting a ring for her or whatever, or a piece of jewelry, but she's not actually in the episode. So, she she gets a long, she gets a long storyline, but is, is spread out over episodes. Anyway, Jennifer from Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted some more Home Improvement. Like, if you're going to have oh me that, God, give me, like, why, Tyler. give me Zach, Zach Ty Bryan there. You know what they I mean? probably tried to get Jonathan Taylor Thomas to play Ghost, to play Casper. Oh, totally during that time. Or or they could try to go for Zach Tybry. Look, no one was into him. Or about uh, Mark. What was the other one? No, Mark. he was like a child. Mark. He was little, and then he became the goth kid on the show when no one was watching it. That's right. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's weird. What did you think about uh, Kathy Moriarty and Eric Idle stuff in this movie? I did not like it. To expand on that, why don't you like it? I, d- I don't. I don't know. It does feel undercooked. She doesn't feel like a well-drawn villain, and is she so distant from the main characters in terms of knowing them that it doesn't feel? It never feels like an actual threat. It always just feels like the side story. So I don't. She feels know if like it works. a cartoon villain. A little bit, yeah. Eric Idle's the funny part of it, but she's not really doing that anything, and he's kind of really subdued too. It... I might think differently if I just hadn't just watched Beetlejuice with what's her name with Catherine O'Hara. Yes, because it's really almost like it's like a Catherine bit. O'Hara. I don't know. She's I I have this memory of it being somebody else, um, mm-hmm. not Kathy Moriarty. I don't because I don't really know her. I was things. Th- you were probably thinking Catherine O'Hara. No, I was thinking who's that lady? And this doesn't. No, it doesn't. She kind of reminds me of like Wendy McCovey, uh, but she's way she'd be way too young at this point. She's in like Bridesmaids, the blonde gal. She kind of has that vibe because she was on a show that kind of did like a similar or or it's. Or the other on the other spectrum, someone that would be too old would be like Kathleen Turner. Like I keep thinking about someone else that it is, and it's just I was like, no, I don't know who this woman is. Like, cause yeah. I don't. And I've seen Raging Bull, and I like that movie, but I don't. That's not what I remember about it, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's not great. And then, unfortunately, this is where the movie's like really weird. Mm-hmm. Did you remember all this stuff with this machine? <laughs> as soon as it started, um, I didn't remember the machine, but I did remember that lady coming back as a big giant ghosty thing. Yeah, this is a weird thing. So Casper's dad was like an inventor. Mm-hmm. And so we get this. And I feel like it's a, a thing where they built the set. And it's cool. They go down this like little contraption that chair. That is cool. 
and they have this like little dwelling under the house and it's like they almost built the story around like well we made this cool set yeah well there's a secret lab because <laughs> we see it a few inventor. times mm-hmm. and um because it opens at the library and it goes down i mean it's all really cool it's fun stuff for like a kid's movie right mm-hmm. but then like just this logic is so weird you've got this machine who will bring a ghost back to life but you and the ghost has to go sit in there and then there's just like this green glowy mist business or yep. a bile yep and he only made one <laughs> the one dad bile left and so well there's yeah and it and it seems like the movie's gonna end like it it doesn't seem like there seems like there's a you know if you look at your watch there's like 40 minutes of the movie left and they're about to get casper into the machine he's like oh we're gonna bring you back to life here we go and then like something like the eric idol takes the vial and it doesn't happen right then but then it's just so weird it gets kind of just again with that the darkness of like hiring casper's story and then like kathy moriarty's idea then is like we can't find this she's looking for a treasure in the house we can't find this treasure in this house i know what i'll do i'll kill myself or i'll kill he wants to she wants to kill eric idol first and he'll turn into a ghost and then we can find it because they can go through walls Mm -hmm. and it's like I mean, you could go through walls with a sledgehammer, too. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like she's a risky... She's getting impatient, bait. though. But she never, like... There's no indication that this, like, underground layer of anything works. Like, why no. would you assume that this would work? She's like, this is my ticket. And, and at first you think, oh, she's thinking, like, this... I could recreate this. We could create a thing. And yeah. Then, and then you realize, no, she just is fine using it the one time to get the treasure. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, and then... What? So she tries to kill Eric Idle. That goes wrong. She, like, drives off a... She drives... Hits a... She drives, runs into something, and then falls off a cliff and dies. Um, Which is pretty grim and surprising, I guess. But then it goes in... I mean, it's setting you up for this. But then the movie goes an extra step when... Bill Pullman, who's beginning to bond with the three ghosts, Mm -hmm. goes to a bar, gets drunk. The bar is located... They're in Maine. On a cliff. It's on a cliffside. They're in Maine. Which I also had a note, like, uh, when they first get to town in Maine, I can't remember the name of the town. It's like Friendly. It's called Friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, They go through the shot of this bay, and there's just, like... It's a bay, not a not a marina, a bay, mm-hmm. and there's like 50 sailboats sitting out there. And I was just thinking, like, how oh, they told people they were gonna film that day, and then all these yep. people decided to park because, like, they wouldn't. Why would all these people be parked right there? They wouldn't. No, they were like, oh, they're gonna film out here. We're gonna be our boats gonna be in the movie, and it's like this tiny little yeah, speck. Like, it's like, that's my boat. Hey, good job, uh, Dante. You got your Queen Mary into the fucking movie. Good that's job. That's my boat, <laughs> Dante. Totally. I don't know why Dante and Queen Mary, but. Um, so yeah, he falls off a cliff after getting drunk because the bar is sitting on a cliff. Yeah, normal, totally normal. Yeah, they were gonna, they were planning on, like, killing him anyway. Like, was the thing, like, oh, we like him. We need to, like, add a new person to our group. Yeah. Assuming that, uh, because the big deal about being a ghost is that you have to have unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, he'll have unfinished business, so he'll just His hang daughter. out with us. Mm-hmm. They quickly change their mind, but then he dies anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And then, then we get Bill Pullman ghost, and then we Which get, terrible. um, Kathy moriarty ghost which she's played as a big villainous big thing yep and bill pullman is just like this like shriveled up i don't think yep. he's shriveled but he, he's got this is quite a this was bill pullman at the peak of his like quite a haircut bill pullman this is like the while you were sleeping bill pullman haircut like it's that it's you know it's hair that kind of like splits in the half mm-hmm. and it falls on both sides so it's kind of like long but mm-hmm. it's also like it seems like it's together then he's got like these glasses and mm-hmm. it's a weird look but I like Bill Pullman, so I'm fine with it. Like, mm-hmm. is Bill Pullman ever been bad at anything? That's my question. I think my the answer is no. 
Oh, that can't be true. I don't think he's been bad in anything. No I think one... he's always pretty good. Well, now we have to look at his resume. I think he's been pretty good. I, I don't. I think Wait, that Fred Rogers is in it. Uh, he's Miss Casper's watching Mister Rogers' Neighborhood at one point. Oh. It's just archive footage. So, okay. Uh, again, a weird thing for like a seventh grader to necessarily do. Oh yes, I in seventh grade never watched children's shows below my age level. And I didn't spend the last forty minutes of that Fred Rogers documentary crying my eyes out just a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, no one can. Yeah, nah, that's not real. So, no, but, um, yeah. Okay, why don't you lift off some of Bill Pullman's uh, movie history here, Tyler? Well, Bill Pullman, he's, you know, while we were sleeping past episode, he was Independence Day, played the president, uh, Lost Highway, he's in... He's in so much, some of these have to be That's the bad. thing, I'm just, like, trying to... That, he's in so much that I, it, it's hard to even, like, know where to start and Sleepless stop with him. Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. League of Their Own. League of Their Own. These are kind of more bit parts, but... Um, Wyatt Earp. Yeah, Wyatt Earps, he's good in that. After Casper comes Mr. Wrong? What oh, that? that's a terrible movie with Ellen DeGeneres. That was Ellen's big like um, move from her sitcom to... Uh... Oh, it's a terrible movie. What <laughs> it's is not that good. movie? Ew, it's bad. It is a bad film. I think I saw that on like TV at some point. And it, it, the trailer is bad. Like, you knew it was going to be a disaster when it came Did out. Did she come out at that point? I, uh, what year was it? 96? It's right around that. No, I think that's before. I think she must have been on her sitcom, and then oh, that, and then awkward. that was the sitcom was a hit, and then. But she's not a. She's not an. I mean, she's not an actress. Like she's no. good at the voice work, and. He plays um, the president Independence Day. Yeah, that's a big one for him. Lost Highway. What is that? That's like a yeah. That's like a noir weird movie. The end of violence. Yeah. I haven't he heard of any of these. Lake Placid. Oh, I love oh, Lake Placid. It's got to be a future episode. I love Lake Placid. What? It's so, it's like, it's a ch- very cheesy movie, but man, what a, it's got a good cast. Oliver Platt's great in that movie, and uh, yeah, Bill Pullman's good. I'm a, I'm a Lake Placid fan. That's David E. Kelly. Alan McBeal writer wrote Lake Placid. God, he's been in so many movies I have not even heard of. Yeah, he he kind of pops up all over the place. Igby Goes Down. That's a good movie. 29 Palms. Uh, Rick. Uh, the Grudge. As in The Grudge? He's in The Grudge, I remember that. What the fuck is he doing in there? He's just, yeah. (laughs) Alan, Alien Autopsy? Oh, that can't be good. (laughs) That's like a, is he the doc, is he the voiceover on the the Alien Autopsy? Oh yeah, they hired him. Morgan Banner. They're like, uh, what? He plays a character named Morgan Banner. Oh, is that a show? I have no no idea. No. It's Alien Autopsy. Okay. It's not an alien movie. Not like a Ridley Scott alien movie, right? It's an hour and 35 minutes, (laughs) PG-13. I don't know what that is. Directed by Johnny Campbell, written by <laughs> William Davies, stars Declan Donnelly, Anthony McPartin, and Bill Pullman. Whoa, Bill Pullman. There you go. That's straight... probably that one's probably a stinger. Well, he might not be bad in it though. No. I'm just saying he's not I mean he might have made bad movies. I'm just saying he's not bad. He's never bad. Because he's always just playing Bill Pullman. And no. he's lovable. He's a got a he's got a good vibe to him. Keep going. How many other? He's, oh, there's he's so many, acting. Tyler. It's so many. I want to know scary if I... We're going to play a game of whether or not I remember, I've ever heard of the movie. I've heard okay. a scary movie before. I don't remember a minute. You kill me. No. Oh, wait. Is that uh, Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> what? He plays a character named Dave. Is it Lindsay Lohan? I'm pulling it up. No, it's got... Oh, oh Sleepy President Lady. What's her name? Tay Leone? Yeah. Oh, she's so Oh, and what's his Madam name? Madam Secretary. Gandhi mean? guy. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Oh. And Luke Wilson. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I kind of remember Phil this movie. Film Baker Hall and okay. Bill Pullman. That's a good cast. That's a good cast of a you movie. You kill me. Hour and thirty-three minutes. I probably seen. Probably seen R. it. Probably seen it. Just don't remember it. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably. Very memorable. Keep going. Uh, Noble Son. 
Oh, yep. Nobel Sun or whatever with Alan Rickman. I don't know. It's pretty good. Okay. Bottle Shock. That, yeah. That's also like Alan Rickman. I don't know. I think Alan Rickman, it's the same director of Noble Sun and, uh, and, uh, Bottle Shock. Alan Rickman's in Bottle Shock. I don't know if he's in Noble Sun. Directed by Randall Miller. Randall Miller, who would make, yeah, some other things that aren't so good. Stars Chris Pine and Alec R- Alan Rickman. Yeah. Chris Bottle Pine? Shock. Yeah. Young Chris Pine. Young Chris Pine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Phoebe in Wonderland. Uh, uh, don't know that one, huh? Uh, keep going. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Keep going with titles. Okay. We're playing okay, the game okay. of do I okay, know it or okay, not. Okay. 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 Law and Order. He's in an episode of Law and Order. Episode. Great. Surveillance. Mm. Your name here. Mm, mm. The killer inside me. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Peacock. I know the, the streaming service. No. <laughs> Rio Sex Comedy. Nope. A uh, couple TV movies. Uh, Which ones? Uh, Too Big to Fall and Nathan versus Nurture. Uh, Too Big to Fall might be a, an HBO one, or that could be Too Big to Fail. Is it a- fall or fail? Fail. Okay. Uh, eight episodes of Torchwood. Okay. Uh, another TV movie called Innocent. Lola versus. Okay. May in the Summer. Huh. A short called A Fall from Grace. What's even... Man, someone hire Bill Pullman. 13 episodes of 1600 Pen. That was like a White House movie. TV miniseries 10x10. Okay. Red Sky. Symboline. Uh, I know what that is. What? Symboline. No. The Equalizer. Yeah. I remember the Equalizer. American Ultra. I Yeah, I saw that. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, that movie's so bad. <laughs> LBJ. I don't know if I saw that. Brother Nature. Mm. Walking Out, The Ballad of Lefty Brown. He plays Mm. Lefty Brown. Mm. A Thousand Junkies. Mm. He Mm. plays Bill Pullman, apparently. Mm. Uh, Trouble. Mm. Battle of the Sexes. We love Trouble with Nick Nolte. No. Battle of Sexes, I saw. That's good. Equalizer 2. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know who that is. I remember both of him. National Theater Live, All My Sons. Mm. No. The Coldest Game. Mm. That's 2019. Mm. Dark Waters. Oh, yeah, we saw that. We saw yeah, he's good in that. He's good in that. That's what another. Did he play in he played like a, a opposing attorney. He's very good in that. He's got like a like a southern. Yeah, he's good in that. The high note. Uh, I know what that movie is. I've not seen it. A few episodes of the TV miniseries Halston. Don't know. Uh, and latest thing is twenty-seven episodes in the TV series The Sinner. Wow, man! Someone should give him better work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know a lot of that. And that's been that Tea Time with Tyler. Yeah, I didn't, wouldn't have played that very well. <laughs> you get an F. Yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? Anyway, go, Bill Ghost Bill Pullman. <laughs> but it's so weird. Like, it's not... So, it, there's the setup for this, but then it's not a... It's not an... A, there's no action scene, really. It's just, like, Christina Ricci tricking the villain into thinking like oh what your goal was that you wanted to find this treasure mm-hmm. and she's like yeah i have everything i want i was like oh i guess you don't have any unfinished business and then she gets sent away to somewhere else heaven mm-hmm. hell the next the great beyond the next next plane who knows and anyway the treasure was just like a a batting ball or a, a baseball glove and a ball signed by the hell she got pulled to hell? Did she yeah. get dragged down? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. They made it, like, very clear. Oh, man. Because there's something about, like, where's the light or something like that, and she wasn't seeing it, and then she got, like, sucked down. Oh. Yeah, she went to hell. That's not good. So, yeah, it was a 
signed ball. Who is the person that he signed the ball? Oh, I don't remember. But you looked it up and you were like, I could buy that ball. It's like his most precious memory, but I was like, that's like 80 bucks most. (laughs) I think I wrote it down. What was it? Duke Snyder. Yeah. uh, No, I, I wrote it down. 100 to 200 bucks for that ball with like a cert, uh, a sort of certificate of authenticity, a mm-hmm. proper one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is it like, yeah, I mean, sure, for a kid, that's pretty cool. He liked Duke Snyder. That kind of ages tells you when how around the time when he was alive, mm-hmm. Duke Snyder time. And uh yeah. Okay. So that's then we get to this weird ending. I've got other things to talk about Great, before let's we get go. to the ending. Great. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some things to talk about from bustle.com. I'm siding. bustle.com. Yeah. What a site. Uh, let's talk about Kat's class vote on holding the Halloween party at her house. Oh my god. So, <laughs> she doesn't even suggest this. The kids who are like, like they, she's staying at this place that's notably known for being haunted, right? Yep. And so the, the, the class, number one, the class doesn't want to do this, but they're like, we have, she has, like, they, she gets volunteered mm-hmm. for, and then they vote, and the teacher was the one who leads it. He's just like, who's in favor for doing it at the house? It's like, maybe you should ask Number one, Christina Ricci. Number two, Christina Ricci's dad. Number Mm -hmm. three, the owner of the house, because they're only tenants. Yeah. What a fucking imposition. Oh, my God. I don't even care. They're just like, okay, we're having the party there. I I have a memory of... Rather than Jennifer's boathouse. Yeah, so I have a memory of Christina Ricci, like, volunteering it to, like, to, like beat out the cool girl. Not really that the case. That is not how it goes no, down. No, she's, she's done nothing to this girl. Yeah, and the girl is trying to scare them at the party and, like, ruin her party. But it's just because they couldn't do it at Daddy's Boathouse. They can't... Uh, she's mad. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want to have it at the house either. She's like, we. Should, I, if I were if her, I'd be like, maybe we should just have it at the Boathouse. But why are you having a, a Halloween party where a teacher comes at someone's house in the first place to... There's only one teacher that shows the door, but then later it seems like there is more than one class at that party. Yeah. <laughs> is it like the whole school yeah, at now? Yeah, first it looks like it's about 15 kids. Yeah, the people that show up the door looks like it's just the class. The class. And, and then they're running out at the end. And then there's wide shots of lots of people. Yeah. There's way more than it's one like class It's like 80 to 100 kids in there. It's just like volunteer. Christ. And then you don't even get a scene where she like asks Bill Pullman, like, hey. Let's talk about the creepy <laughs> line, uh, can I keep? Oh yeah, oh man. There's a little bit of that. She he calls her. Can I keep you? Um, he means it in it. Okay, here's the thing. If he's a little kid, it's innocent and fine. Yeah. But he's not. He's a seventh grader, and he makes a comment also around that time. Like, oh, there's a girl in my bed. And it's like, mm. and you're a ghost. So like, what do what do you mean? Well, don't you remember Ghostbusters? Take speaking of Ray and Dan, Dan Aykroyd gets a little handsy from a ghostie in that movie that I didn't even realize until I was an adult. Well, it feels like he <laughs> wants to maybe murder her, turn her into ghost, and keep her trapped there forever. I think it's meant to be like this thing where I'm lonely, I want my friend, I really care about you, and it's a little kid thing, but then when you yes. turn over into this thing about it being a, a older kid, it's just a little yes. bit like, I'm going to imprison you as a, a ghost sex toy. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked. It's it, it, like someone didn't think it through. <laughs> Someone wasn't like, whoa, 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 whoa. He, it's a 13-year-old saying this? Yeah, a little bit weird. Mm. Can I keep you? I think I might have, uh, I got, uh, I got, I wrote that in some note to some girl when I was 13. I got suspended. Mm-hmm. hmm <laughs> I'm not saying I did that. I'm saying that that's what you would do if you were. Although I probably came close. I wrote some notes when I was younger. Pretty dumb kid. <laughs> Stop. I probably threw some Casper lines in there to impress the girl. Oh, I would have been into that. I know, I just wrong girl, man. 
You've been like, can I keep you? And can I'd I be like, you? circle yes. Circle I yes. Would circle that yes. Pass it back. My problem was that I like when I when I got into the mode of like writing notes to girls, it was like eight pages. It's too much. <laughs> I would have loved an eight page letter from you, Tyler. I know. And I, I would have written you back one double the length. Yeah. It'd been like eight. 1632. Yeah. We would have just kept Really, that's a symptom it. of like clearly I needed to take some harder classes. Yeah. Because I was just bored. bored. As fuck. I didn't do that at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did that right in the middle of class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about how some of the ghosts are have superpowers. Okay, so like Casper can turn into like a floating uh, hot air balloon. Well, he can make calls any ghost shopping. Yeah. But he can't <laughs> manifest himself into a human being. So like, No, that's where a rule. The, where but are the then limits? they can't. Well, and they don't manifest themselves as a human being. They're using Bill Pullman's body mm-hmm. to turn into Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's about, but he can turn himself into things. Yeah, it's weird. What else has Bustle got for me? <laughs> uh, how about the way ghostliness ties to amnesia, but only sometimes? Yeah, they don't. Well, yeah, because Casper doesn't remember his life until he gets triggered by um, this other thing. But then you also get a sense that the other three ghosts know what happened to them they know how to find amy brenneman the bill pullman's wife christina mm-hmm. reach's daughter mm-hmm. like and it sounds like like they that's the whole gag of like we're gonna bring her to you and that's how they're gonna try to off him but then they decide to like she has a line at the end when she shows up they're like oh yeah you have some friends that found me they so it's like their word. so wait they're going other places they're going to a different place she doesn't have any unfinished business so how are they going to the other plane and talking to her mm-hmm. or telling them when she had no unfinished business to be a ghost in the first place but they are still ghosts what is going yes. on very confusing doesn't yes. make sense and the examples of the amnesia are like casper can't remember how he died yeah um, but the Kerrigan lady hasn't forgotten that she's Oh, she a just never picks up a beat, never loses a beat. And Kat's dad immediately forgets who she is. Oh, yeah. You remember that? He's like, who are you? <laughs> no, I just thought he was mumbling like Bill Pullman. I didn't even want really to listen to what he was saying. You didn't remember that he, like, didn't recognize her? And she was like, it's I, yeah. me, Kat, I mean, I, I'm I your do. daughter. Yeah, but Kerrigan, she has very strong unfinished business, I oh, guess. Oh, so she has stronger feelings for her treasure than Bill Pullman does for his daughter. That's what I'm saying. Because Got I was going to say was that Bill Pullman, what I, one of my, actually one of the better parts of the movie is that, like, when cat so he goes into the house to like to approach the three ghosts to get him out right but when it's christina ricci that actually has the first encounter and it's with casper and then she tries to tell him about it and he's just like whatever like he goes in there pretending like he cares but you can tell he's just like doing the parent thing like let's look under the bed oh there's nothing under here he's acting like kind of an asshole for someone who believes in ghosts right and then when he actually sees a ghost he loses his fucking mind like it's never happened to him so (laughs) are you telling me that he's been a fraud this whole time that he never found anything and now this is the first experience that he's ever had 100% oh my god but yeah he didn't believe it yeah when she's sitting there like I saw a ghost he's like he fucking didn't (laughs) she's like nah he fucking did ghosts aren't fucking real fuck off (laughs) Jesus next thing you're gonna tell me is there's gonna be a big house Halloween party here, <laughs> and there was. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of weird. So I mean, we're I feel like we've been just okay. Like, so the ending. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the ending. So, as a reward, uh, mm-hmm. for stopping this <laughs> situation, because uh, Bill Pullman's a ghost, so Casper decides to use the one vial or whatever to restore uh, Bill Pullman. His ghost turns into his body, wearing clothes. 
but is his bo- is it a new being I mean, or I, is his yeah. body at the bottom of the cliff so are there two bill pullman bodies on the on the plane now yeah does he have to go like afterwards and go deal with that carcass gotta, that's like, burn uh it, burn yeah we got to burn the evidence of questions. the double it's a weird thing is it like a prestige thing where it's hugh jackman is uh not really getting out of the drowning he's just drowning his clone every time or and he's yeah. the new clone i mean God, what's going on that is a good movie that's a good movie but i'm um, sorry for spoiling it uh <laughs> so as a reward for saving cat's dad and her old husband yeah amy brenneman the angel of she comes back and she says like you can be a human for seven minutes for like one yeah, it doesn't seem like for long no, she says until like a nine o'clock no, or whatever it's still 10 o'clock and what time is it like nine fifty-one. it's like, been dark for a while i mean unless the party started like right at five i don't know it just seems like there wouldn't be a lot of time the, here you can see the time pass they get one dance together it's one yeah she shows up he gets one dance with her they're floating all over the place that and freaks him out. he turns into a ghost. And then he turns back into a ghost. They kiss. That's a shitty reward. He says, can I keep you? It's creepy because now he's 13-year-old Devin Sawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just does it as a reveal to Christina Ricci. And then, like, what's that relationship like now? Now that he goes back to being a ghost and she's, like, there. Because now the people are dead. It's presumed that maybe they're going to live there. Yeah, and now he's has Casper has even more unfinished business because now he's fallen in love with a girl he can't have. He's destined to be. So a ghost what's that relationship like? Is Christina Ricci like was that like a pity kiss or is she like kind of vibing on thirteen uh, year old Casper? Is she gonna like start pining for a ghost? Is there some kind of relationship? Because we also know, listen, yep. they get to be. Te- she- so she's going to become a teenager. She's going to have all sorts of thoughts. She knows that these ghosts can sometimes like use have things, be things. But then bodies. Casper's still the same age. So now at what point is she being abusive to the ghost? Like it just opens mm-hmm. up this whole other world. And if that doesn't become the case, if she doesn't have feelings for him, then Casper's feeling this way as she gets older. Mm-hmm. I think they need to move away and they need to be like, Casper, dude, figure out your unfinished business and let's go. Because mm-hmm. what is his unfinished business exactly? That he feels bad that he made his i don't know what is his unfinished he's a child well that's enough that seems kind of harsh yeah i mean what is his unfinished business well it's upset about the dad and he leaving he... his dad alone yes but and then over time you forget what your unfinished business was that's true the yeah. amnesia but then he found out so does that how is he gonna are they gonna help him is he gonna cross over no now he has more unfinished business because no. now he's in love with christina and it doesn't get addressed and even though this movie was a success they didn't ever make a direct sequel uh, Christina Ricci, in an interview later in life, did make a comment about yeah, how weird this was. Yeah, I was going to pull it up right now. She says, uh, exactly good timing. She says, uh, looking back, that movie sucked. <laughs> it made no sense. I'm supposed to fall in love with a ghost? How does this work? And he's like, cartoon. Well, part of him? She later claimed that she wanted to move on from children's films as she got older. Yeah. One reason a sequel never happened. That's tough. You know, it, this is a thing where um, she is a successful she is successful at what this is a very rare thing where she was a child actor who did manage to break out and do different things mm-hmm. like be an adult she's an adult actress she's in all sorts of stuff right i mean and that was but what's weird about christina ricci is that she somehow managed to it all feels oddly consistent <laughs> because she was like lane. the little wednesday adams and then she kind of like she kind of kept that she aged well in terms of like what like she played Wednesday Adams, she's like that pale goth like mm-hmm. look, and I think she kind of leaned into that for a little while, mm-hmm. and I, that must have helped because she was able to do that. What, Adams family was ninety one, ninety one, and ninety two. She had a few small things before that, nineteen ninety, and then she had Casper, and now and then came out the same year. Which, which Devin Sawa is in, and they play like boyfriend girlfriend in the movie. I don't remember it much, and the, I think that movie came out second after this, but yeah. I guess was filmed first, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. 
uh, weird. But uh, but yeah, then she, you know, I there might have been a little break in between where she wasn't working and then she was an adult and then she started working. Because it went Sleepy Hollow's 99. Yeah, no, she had stuff all between then. Yeah. And continued on. She's had stuff like every year. Yeah, she's been, and she's has a, I think an she Amazon show. She seven episodes of Ally McBeal. Yeah, I, I love her on Ally McBeal. Oh, because does she play another lawyer? She's a lawyer, yeah. A young lawyer? I'm a big automobile fan, so of course I liked her on that. But yeah. In 2002, she was like, she wasn't that old. No, she's pretty young. Yep. And uh, yeah, so she, and she's on like an Amazon show now or something too. Man, she's always working. She has a, she did not take a break ever. Nope. Nope, she didn't. Um, Yeah, I don't know, it's Casper. Which is weird because we spent a lot of time talking about how weird and messed up and how something doesn't work. And then we have, both of us had memories like, yeah, we liked that as a kid. And it's like, yeah, that was enjoyable when we watched it. But like, I mean, it doesn't, it's a weird thing. So the things I liked about Casper was Christina Ricci. She's good. Loved her. Yeah. Uh, Just the the concept of life after death is going to pull me in. Okay. Uh, The Casper kid at the end who's hot. But I also liked Casper the Friendly Ghost, but it seemed like well, two different characters. That's true. To, I mean, it is, for my feeling about watching a cartoon or reading a comic of Casper, it seemed on brand. It seemed like it was Casper, and yeah. that's important. Yeah. And then I liked, like, the, ooh, there's a school dance coming up. That was fun. Um, <laughs> I did not like the three They're ghosts. I did not like the lady turning into a ghost at the end. I did not like any of that stuff. I don't think that... I think as a kid, I must have thought that the three ghosts were funny, but now, now they're I not. I did not. I only thought it was interesting when they were eating and the food fell to the floor. I was like, well, that's... They're just very loud, and it's just kind of, like, that's meant to be grotesque. That's never been, like, my realm of humor. What's weird is that, like, there's that movie, The Frighteners, which also, like... Ha- it's not we at all the same movie, but there's also like this trio of ghosts in that are like sidekicks, and it's just like I always I always think about that movie even though I don't remember it very well. That's um, with Michael J. Fox, right? It is, and it, yeah. I don't think it's that was one great, of Antipas like favorite. Really, movies. that movie was yeah. I mean, that's so weird, but okay. I agree. <laughs> like what? But maybe I need it's like to... Peter Jackson before he made Lord of the Rings and stuff. But yeah, um, maybe we need to watch that one as adults. I remember we did watch that as an we did watch that. Uh, and then we were just like, we have the DVD, and we were like, well, that was interesting. Uh, well, that was nothing. I like Michael J. Fox, but that was a weird movie. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you do? Would you still say that you like Casper? The kids seem to think it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Kids didn't have a lot of logic questions. I mean, they were like, "Why?" They were like, "What's happening? Why is he? And what? How is she not? And what?" And it's just like the yeah, whole just machine and bringing life. That whole piece, I wish had been different. I don't like. That's where the movie. I feel like the movie is actually pretty solid until it really gets into that stuff. Because then you're just like. Because I, I I liked the secret lab. I feel like yeah, that's the set design's good. And taking the chair down, and yeah, there's that's a thing fun. that automatically brushes your teeth. And yeah, that it's was a very Wallace cool. and it's Wallace and Gromity, but yeah, yes, <laughs> before that. But you know, like Wallace, you always have all the inventions. Those are good yes. movies. That's a movie we showed the kids. Was that last year? We watched them, let them, let them watch the Curse of the Were Rabbit. What a good movie. Um, Off topic. Sorry. No, I like. Um, I think it's entertaining enough, but then I, I really just I don't like this climax uh, at all. It's very strange. And even when I was young, I remember like, I don't know what's going on in this ending. It's very weird. But as a kid, too, you like that this it does address death and the people are dying. And it's like, OK, that's a movie that's doing that. It's not playing down to me, which is, I think, a, a good thing. It's just a weird movie. It's trying to be in two, a kid movie, but also like a 
tween movie, but then mm-hmm. jokes for adults. Very. But also, like, haha, this kid died when he was, like, 12. But it was all about the box office. They got people in the theater and made money, so I guess that's fine. It's at a time when, like, Spielberg's name, like, just, that, it doesn't, the Flintstones movie, like, if you put Spielberg or Amblin Entertainment on something, it's, like, making money. It doesn't matter if it's good or not, so. That's the exact film that, uh, Roger Ebert quotes at the end of his The review. Flintstones? Yeah. Another movie that, like, Did I remember. Did you read this before? <laughs> no, but I remember the Flintstones, and I remember, like, liking the Flintstones, but, like, it's, that can't be a good movie. <laughs> like, that can't be. Like, it can't be good. And I feel like I turned it on at some point a few years ago. I was like, oh my god, what is this? Yeah. I'll read Roger's last paragraph. What would Roger like, say? Like the Flintstones and the Adams Family, Casper is an attempt to bring cartoons to life while incorporating them with real actors instead. Sets. As a technical achievement, it's impressive and entertaining. And there's even a little winsome philosophy, as when Casper sadly tells Cat. I guess when you're a ghost, life just doesn't matter that much anymore. Wow. That's some dark shit. So he's a, he's a fan of Casper 1995. Yeah, let's see. What do you give it? Two, three stars? Three stars? Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was What Did Roger Say? Okay. Well, we did all the segments today. That's the first time I've done that in about five months. You know what? You're so mean. <laughs> it's your fault. Oh, okay. It's my you're fault. You're always talking. Talk, talk, talk. Because you know we're on a podcast. Yeah, and you're looking at bustle.com. You're so <laughs> mean to What me. is bustle.com? I don't know. I find a lot of articles on there. You know what would be a better name searching. for a website? Hustlebustle.com. All right. Well, this has been a fun episode of Old Millennials Remember Movies. Musclebustle.com. I wonder if those are taken. If you have kids, feel free to go watch Casper. They might have some questions, though, I guess. Like what? Like, who's that? Who's Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Can I keep you? (laughs) Don't say it like that. All right. We will talk at you another movie. Ooh.